The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know you are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. This is our eighth and final program in this series on Messianic Judaism. Next week, we'll speak about Hanukkah. Um, there's still lots to talk about, though, so let's pray first. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King, we love you and praise you. We thank you, Lord, for your word, your word that touches us, you instruct us, you direct us, you show us the way to go. And so, Lord, as we look at your word, as we look at our hearts and we Try and mesh that together, Father, that we would be uh, just disciples of you, Lord, disciples of the living God. So we bless you. Thank you. We pray for all our listeners, Lord, that this program would be valuable to them. We pray, Lord, that it will bring clarity and that your spirit will be all over us. We bless you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, before we get started today, you know, I want to mention, this is the last time I'll mention it to you, that we have a Thanksgiving and Hanukkah Haggadah, and this is something for you to uh, work with uh, in your home uh, to celebrate these holy days or holidays uh, in, in a much deeper way. You know, otherwise we do the shortest customs we just uh, say, thank you, Lord, for this, and now let's eat. <laughs> and in Hanukkah, we, we include that and gifts, and then we say, let's eat. So in, in Judaism, at Passover, we sit down for a Seder a meal, an order of services, and we read the Haggadah, which is the telling, and it's a booklet that provides us history, customs, and a spiritual emphasis that leads on a meaningful time of learning and of sharing. So God's called us to remember him through these special times. And and though, obviously, Thanksgiving isn't one of those times, let's use it for that, right? So uh, just these Haggadahs are available for you. Uh, I ask that you um, just give us any kind of a a love gift, um, and we'll send them out to you. Now, my suggestion is that you have one for each person at the table because each one is going to be doing reading. And um, also for the kids because there's some coloring and some games in, in the end of the Haggadahs. 
And it's one Haggadah, but it's for both holidays. So if you turn it one way, it will be uh, Thanksgiving. If you turn it the other way, it will be for Hanukkah. And you'll see what I mean when you get them. So get as many as you will need for friends and family, people who are coming over. This is a a tremendous opportunity to share the Lord, to really talk about what is important during these holidays. And so if you want them, please call Karen at 813-831-5673. She'll be happy to get them out to you immediately because, you know, if, if she doesn't get them out to you Monday, you might not get them in time. So please call her at 813-831-5673. Also, let me mention that we love to go to churches and speak, so feel free to recommend us to your pastor, or if you're a pastor, give us a call. We'd love to come in. Again, call Karen. She can set that up for you. Um, And we love visitors at our services. it's just a wonderful time of of worship and the word and and uh so there there's it's it's very exciting we'd love for you to come we'd love for you to bring uh your friends especially if they're jewish especially if they don't know yeshua and uh we'd love to have you there so uh if this radio program blesses you if this ministry blesses you I pray that you'll pray for us, and you'll also give us financial support. So in order to donate, you can, again, call Karen, or you can go to heartofmessiah.org and just hit the donate button. So this week, we're going to try and finish answering questions about Messianic Judaism, but I realize that this isn't going to be as much about Messianic Judaism as it is about my opinion which really only represents me. (laughs) And we're talking about the law. And so uh, Torah, uh, or some people say Torah, usually translated as law, and it's used 220 times in the Hebrew Scriptures, but more specifically means teaching or instruction. And when others ask the question, are you under the law? I think of it as, am I under instruction and direction of God? And the answer is, I'm under the instruction and direction of God. I certainly hope to be, absolutely. So in my thinking, law spells out what you have to do or what you can't do. There's there's no real gray area, right? So if you were to go through a red light, you have broken the law, right? If you drive at 70 when the speed limit is 55, you've broken the law. Actually, even if you drive at 56, (laughs) you've broken the law. But uh, an enforcer of the law can give you a ticket, though we all know that policemen usually don't give tickets if you're five miles above the speed limit. However, if you see the word defined as instruction or direction— then you realize that you have put yourself in danger of going through a red light, right? Uh, Or if you're going too fast, but you're not going to get a a ticket necessarily from the policeman, but you might 
put yourself in danger, which will cause other problems. So when you listen to instruction, it is not just for that specific example, but it raises your awareness of what, in this case, safe driving is all about. So you're careful in other ways that are not part of the law, like looking to see if there's a traffic, if traffic is coming from the left or to the right. Uh, now, some instruction, I understand, is to be mandatory, and that's why we call them laws. As an example, a law would be, whether it's from the Ten Commandments or from just our law in, in our country, don't murder, don't steal, don't commit adultery. Though I guess stealing's all right now in California, but no, we won't go there. <laughs> uh, other instructions I follow what I understand to be the intention of the instruction. So let's read what I find is one that is asked about a lot. Numbers fifteen, thirty-seven. 37. Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to B'nai Yisrael, the children of Israel. Say to them, they are to wear, they are to make for themselves tzitzit, or tassels, on the corners of their garments throughout their generations. And they are to put a blue cord of each on each tzitzit. It will be your own tzitzit, so whenever you look at them, you will remember all the mitzvot, or the commandments of Adonai, and do them and not uh, go spying out after your own hearts and your own eyes, prostituting yourselves. This way, you will remember and obey all my commandments, and you will be holy to your God. So, if I saw this as a law from God, I would have tzitzit or tassels on the corners of my clothing. Uh, I don't. Uh, a number of people in our congregation do. They wear them, and many do not. So how I read the scripture is the desired effect that God wants from us. In other words, what is the desired effect? Well, I believe from this scripture he wants us to remember his instructions which also means we have to know God's Word. I also believe that we have to behave in a way that shows that we will do God's will before our own. And I also see in this scripture that God is looking for me to be holy as he is holy. The ceremonial portion of this, of wearing tzitzit, I don't believe that this is something that God requires of me, but God does require these other things that I'm getting from the Scripture. So I believe I'm under God's instruction to behave in a particular manner. Some instructions of God are not as specific, but you know, leave it up to you as to how you carry them out. An example of that is Shabbat, or the Sabbath. Here we see in Leviticus 23.3, it says, Work may be done in six days, but the seventh day is the Shabbat of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You're to do no work. It is a Shabbat to Adonai in all your dwellings. 
So I understand from this that it is to be a rest day. However, it says do no work. Well, what do you consider work? Define it. You know, some people work is to one thing, one person, and it's not to another. I mean, the same type of thing. So. I try and follow God's instruction and find other scriptures that will help me understand what God wants. My favorite scripture about Shabbat and what God wants is found in Isaiah 58, 13, and 14. It reads this way. If you turn back your foot from Shabbat, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call Shabbat a delight, the holy day of Adonai honorable, if You honor it, not going your own ways, not seeking your own pleasure, nor speaking your usual speech. Then you will delight yourself in Adonai and will let you, I will let you ride over the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of your father Jacob, for the mouth of Adonai has spoken. So to me, Again, uh, as we look at the instruction, I have picked, um, you know, certain of these ideas. And the one that stands out to me is that I should not be seeking my own pleasure on Shabbat. So, in a sense, I should have God's heart over mine, uh, you know. And, And again, we see this as a continuing theme. So not only is it specific, but it also continues from other scriptures. So for me, seeking God's pleasure over my own is God's instruction uh, to me that he has written in my heart, as it talks about in Jeremiah 31. In a sense, that becomes law for me. And as you read more of God's instruction and allow it to touch you, it will direct your life and your behavior. To you, it will become as law. However, this kind of instruction is not just in the Hebrew Scriptures. One of the laws of the New Covenant that I prescribe to because I have thought about it a lot and allowed it to become law in my own heart and that's Galatians 6, 1, and 2. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught doing something wrong, you who are directed by the Ruach, restore such a person in a spirit of gentleness, looking closely at yourself so you are not tempted also. Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the Torah of Messiah. So in my heart, this has moved from instruction to a law for me. I'm very careful when I correct people. I try to correct their behavior with a spirit of gentleness. I'm not just trying to point out a wrong, but I'm trying to restore that person so that they will see what, what they did or what they said, and they would want to change themselves. I am very aware that the very thing I'm correcting, I'm capable of doing the same thing. And because Hasatan will tempt me to think that I'm better because I saw their sin or their mistake. Then I get prideful and I have sinned against God. So God further instructs me in verse 2 
that I, as I am correcting, I should put myself into the other person's shoes. In other words, bear their burdens. When I do that, it says I'm fulfilling the Torah or God's instruction, and God is pleased. So this is a long answer to a short question, but I take very seriously all the instruction of the Lord and seek to follow it as best as I can. If you want to call it law, that's fine with me. I call it instruction. My understanding of this idea of law versus instruction really comes from, as I mentioned before, Jeremiah 31, verses 30 and verses 32. So in verse 30, God says that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And of course, we know that was done through Yeshua. So this is talking about the new covenant that God has brought. And then in verse 32, it says, But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days. It's a declaration of Adonai. I will put my Torah within them. Yes, I will write it on their heart. I will be their God, and they will be my people. God is saying that the new covenant will have it will it, his Torah, his law, or his instruction, whatever you want to call it, will be written in my heart. So as I read, study, and seek to understand the Lord and his word, more of his, of his instruction, or his law, whatever you want to call it, is deposited into my heart, and then much of it becomes law to me. So do you, do you see the distinction? I'm trying to explain this from a personal point of view. This is not a messianic understanding or a Christian understanding, and it doesn't come from a seminary uh, or a class. This is me and my understanding and how I put my understanding into practice. In other words, God gives me instruction, and when that instruction is written on my heart— it becomes law. So if you ask me, is it all right to eat pork? My answer will include the question, what is God saying to you about eating pork? I don't believe this is a Jewish question. This is a question that has instruction in Scripture, and it can be seen two different ways. And in the end, the question is, what has God written on your heart. Yes, people will ask if you are trying to be more Jewish or Jewish, or they'll give you a guilt trip if you eat pork. Other, others will. However, the important thing in my understanding is what has God written on your heart? Having said all of that, if you visit Sheresh David, which is a Messianic synagogue, a Messianic congregation, when someone brings food in to our congregation for us to eat, we want it to be biblically kosher, which means no pork, no shellfish, no shrimp, no lobster. This is how we do it at Shoresh. And though God might not have written this on your heart, you need to be respectful 
of what God wrote on our hearts, since you are a visitor. Make sense? If we would visit you, we would have to be sensitive to what God has written on your heart. I guess I am saying don't let people or denominations dictate to you what is right or wrong. It is wonderful when they give their opinions and explain why they believe scripturally how they believe. But in the end, it's all about what God has written on your heart and you being respectful and loving to others who see it differently than you. We see this instruction in Matthew 7, verse 12. So in all things, do to others what you would want them to do to you. For this is the Torah and the prophets. Now, by saying that this is the Torah and the prophets, he's basically saying this is what love is, because that's what he, that, because we know that loving God and loving our neighbor is the fulfillment of Torah and the prophets. So there's an equating the two right here. And then Yeshua gives us very strong instruction on this. And so my question is, is it law? Because Yeshua said it. I, you know, I'm not going to, uh, most people, not even believers feel this is law. And I, I definitely feel this is law. It's Matthew 7, 1 through 4. Yeshua says, stop judging so that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not notice the beam in your own eye? Or how will you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, and look, the beam is in your own eye. Hypocrite! First take the beam out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. So I pray that you're understanding how important Torah or the law or instruction is to me and hopefully to you as well. We are under God's instruction to the extent we are willing to have him reign in our lives. Let me say that one more time. I really want you to hear this. We are under God's instruction to the extent that we are willing to have him reign or control our lives. But that is our choice. Okay. Now, I was going to talk about does under grace mean we ignore the law? And I guess, believe it or not, we're going to, we, we'll have to do this sometime in the near future because I think Hanukkah is next week. So, uh, it's been a blessing as we have to come to an end of this uh, time today, but I just want to remind you of the the Thanksgiving Haggadah and the Hanukkah Haggadah. Call Karen for it, 813-831-5673. She will send it out on Monday, and you will have it ready for not only yourself, but the other people at your table, which I think is so very, very exciting and important. So let's, you know, we love visitors. We, we'd love to meet you and see you. Please come and visit. We'd love to come to your church as well. Uh, check out our website, our congregational website at shoreshdavid.org. 
Uh, we have a number of locations, so check out for time and locations. Bring your Jewish friends. Let's close in prayer. I pray that all those who are listening will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah, and that you will know that God has written his instructions, his laws, his direction in your heart, and that you will follow him in every way possible. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah. Yeshua HaMashiach Lion of Judah The God of Israel